This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. Finally, pop pickers, after one and a half months, I managed to get to a gig. Evening all, Uncle Armitage at your service. Welcome to episode 696 of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show with this week dedicated to all the live shenanigans that have befallen me over the last seven days. Meaning, you're just going to have to wait a whole seven days before I play the new Michael Munro and the new Janice Stark singles. Ooh, ooh, and ooh, even though you've heard them already. Just not on the radio. Do you know how hard it is for me not to play Michael Munro's one-man gang as Captain Sensel ball plays on it? Very, very hard. Next thing you'll know, they'll be getting together. Yeah, all right, pushing it, I know. But a boy can dream. The gig in question that ended my rock and roll gig-going drought was at Rockaway Beach 40 at the Hope and Anchor featuring the Dorellas and in support Moto Vamp. Although, to be honest, driving up, I did feel the urge to turn around and go home as I still wasn't feeling it. Fortunately, meeting the squirrel and Glenn outside with Tom from the Phobics spinning some choice tunes with other assorted miscreants in attendance, I ventured in. Uh, up until last Friday, I was unaware of Moto Vamp. Come on, I can't know everything. I still crave that excitement that a new band brings. However, with the band kicking off with a cover of the Ramones Commando, my heart sank as I assumed that they were a cover band. Obviously, they weren't. But uh, for me, it was unnecessary, as by the end of their 30-minute set, it was very clear that their own songs stood up well enough on their own. Maybe it was just uh, a call to arms or to uh, appease those who had forgone Marky Ramon 800 yards up the road at the garage. Now, on the band's Facebook page, they cite pretty much every band that I, and indeed you, dear listener, dig. So I was surprised that our paths had not crossed before. If, like me, you need some background information, I shall fill you in. Raw power injected rock and roll, fronted by Los Angeles blues punk Soren Lily Marlene, featuring J.D. Kickdrum on the drums, the elusive Jard Fisher on lead guitar, and Garage Rock Starlings from James... Maynor on bass. Expect a lethal dose of Russ Meyer, Moto Babe, Psycho Garage Punk Madness, recapturing the spirit of the 1960s and 70s rock and roll from their self-titled debut album that came out in February this year. This is Mechanical Love. 
me, or were there hints of Hawkwind? Anyway, headliners, the Dorellas were loose. Looser than a pair of clown's trousers. However, a loose but perfectly together Dorella are still infinitely better than some that claim that they go out and play with all knobs on 11. Ooh, uh, misses. Everyone I chatted to on the way out after the last remnants of the rock and roll roller coaster had ended, along with me, seemed more than happy with the freak show. The set consisted of uh, fan favourites that had us all jumping up and down like we're all at some dodgy Love Island exit party, but without the idiots. But what I'm really looking forward to is hearing tracks from the band's next album, Played Live, which is due out sometime next year. As the strength of what we've already heard, I think it's going to be rather special. Until then... Freak Show mini-album that, as you gathered, was a title track. As well as thinking about blowing out Rockaway Beach, I also considered foregoing the Saturday date of Pump It Up, a power-pop weekender at the Lexington. But looking at all the bands who were playing, I would have been a complete imbecile not to go. Plus, 
already booked a ticket. Uh, bloody glad I did go as well. Seven bands, count them, seven had me eating out of the palm of their collective hands. On the stroke of half past four, Randy Savages got things underway. I was the third paying customer in and thought that the turnout could have been better. That was until I turned around mid-set and saw a whole swathe of people behind me. Last Saturday was the uh, fourth time that I've seen Randy Savages, but the first with new bassist Nico, who replaced Adrian, who can now be found plying his trade with the Speedways, who will be playing the following day. Uh, Every time I've seen the Savages, I've always felt that they deserve to be higher up whatever bill they were on. Saturday was no exception, except if I'm honest, every band playing was headline materials. The quality of the bands was that good. But don't take my word for it. This is Guilty and Nothing from the band's Intercontinental 7-inch. Guys, can we please have some new material? Next were the Dagger Debs, who I last saw supporting uh, Johnny Moped at the 100 Club a couple of Christmases ago. But as the three band members strode out purposely onto the stage, I didn't recognise any of them. Turns out guitarist and vocalist Laura has dyed her hair blonde, with bassist Letty cutting most of hers off. Drummer Delilah is new, so I was a third right. To the casual ear... The Dagger Debs have a mutual love of all things pub rock, glam, proto-punk and rhythm and blues that unifies their sound with lyrics discussing misogyny, love, lies and cheats. But uh, the thing that really drives them forward is Lee's pounding bass work, which is outstanding, that leaves Laura and Delia to magnificently 
understate things. The band currently only has the one album out at the moment on Damaged Good Records in the shameful form of The Dagger Debs, from which this track, Black Book, has been lifted. tell you a story How many girls A man that could cheer you up in a matter of seconds just by being in his company, but whose lyrics and music can reduce you to tears just as quick, which is exactly what happened on Saturday. Thanks to him and the digressions, who were minus Kit, and she was at a wedding. The cheer me up part was easy. Just tell him how you're doing, and he will make it clear that if there's anything that he can do, he'll do it. He will be there for you, followed by a manly hug. To reduce you to tears, keep the set off with the role models classic A Little Let Down that makes you think of your much-missed loved ones.
With your little head down With your little head down If you're in London on the 16th, you can catch Rich Raggedy and the Digression supporting the Dirty Strangers at the True Bird Or. I shall see you there. The first out of the two bands on the bill that I hadn't heard of before were the Fast Cars from Manchester. The fact that this was the first time I'd come across them was surprising as the band were hailed at the time, unbeknownst to them, let alone me, the kings of power pop and the best British power pop band. To be fair, the band did split up at the beginning of uh, 1981, releasing only the one single, The Kids Just Wanna Dance 7-inch, the original pressing of which can change hands for over 200 quid. Fast forward to the uh, turn of the century, and Detour Records got in contact with them with a view to releasing hitherto unreleased material that would become the compilation album, Coming, Ready or Not, and the album, well... Who started it six years later in 2007? That features classic tracks from the 70s that were lost in time but have now been re recorded alongside new tracks. Uh, the Fast Cars this decade are pretty much a family affair with brothers Stuart and Stephen Murray on bass and vocals, respectively, with Craig Hilton on guitar, with our kid Rick Hilton replacing original drummer Tony Dyson. After the band set, I rushed to the merch table to part with my filthy lucre as there was a CD and a CD single, none of which were the previously mentioned CDs. Uh, not that it mattered as the merch table was unmanned every time I ventured up there until just before the end of the evening when most of the stuff had been packed away. Uh, as for Fast Car Set, clearly tracks were culled from Coming and Well with a cover of the Buzzcocks' What Do I Get Thrown In For Good Measure. It looked like... All and Sundry were having a great time with me wondering how on earth and why it had taken me so long to discover them. So much so, Sunday morning I hot-footed it over to Detour's Records web shop and purchased the two albums Toot Sweet. The kids just want to dance. They certainly still do. Jimmy! 
You're listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up. The last time I saw the last great dreamers, it was standing outside of one of the Littleton Arms side doors, looking in with a dislocated thumb at this year's Sunday's Camden Rocks Festival. If you need reminding of the story, listen to episode 689. Obviously, this time around, I was front, centre and inside with the band playing to more than just a dozen or so fans. Lost Gate Dreamers never failed to disappoint and sadly was that no exception with their Dickiness street urchin ragamuffin former dandy look playing songs with more hooks than a long lining fisherman. Now there's an image in a quote that you won't normally hear on the radio.
was clearly Dope Score taken from the band's transmission from Oblivion LP. The band have a 30th anniversary gig planned for the 16th of November to celebrate the release of the band's debut album, Retrosexual, that will be played in full at the lounge that could either be in Camden or back at Archway, as rumours are abound that the club is moving to its former home. I will keep you posted. Now, here's a thing that needs mentioning. During last Green Dreamers set, a blonde, curly-haired woman in, I think, a blue dress kept deliberately backing into my mate, who had nowhere to retreat as we were right in front of the sound desk. Now, if this had been the other way round, with him suggestively moving into the back of the woman, several things would have happened. He pretty quickly would have become a former friend, with bar and security staff informed and escorted out of the venue into the waiting arms of the boys in blue to be charged with sexual harassment. Gender is no excuse for this behaviour. In hindsight, I should have taken a picture, but I was so taken aback that this was actually happening in our community, I didn't. I never forget a face. Up next, leaving me no time to grab a bite to eat unless Jameson Ice and Lemonade can be construed as food were Duncan Reed and the Big Heads, with, I think, guitarist Sophie K. Powers arriving straight from the airport. Joining Duncan and Sophie were, of course, Nick Hughes and Karen Jones. Yeah, I say of course, as previously I've seen former and now current member of the Speedways, Mario Ringus, return to the fold to cover for firstly Nick and then Sophie. Fortunately, his services were not required. As soon as the foursome launched into Can't Stop, the first song from the band's last album, Bombs Away, it was one of those oh hello moments that makes you stand bolt upright and take notice. Aggressive but in a good way is I think how I described it to Duncan after the gig. Now we all know that Duncan was in the boys to it a smattering of their material is normally aired live. Now I enjoy seeing the boys live with Kent fulfilling Duncan's role as much as the next punter. But in some respects, I'm glad he's now solo. For one thing, we get to see him live a lot more. And secondly, his album release rate is three to their one. So much so that if the big heads didn't play any boys material, I don't think I would feel cheated. If memory serves me well, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I think we only got the first time, but I could be wrong.
So, on to the headlining act and the second band that up until the gig I had not heard of. Unlike Fast Cars, the number ones aren't a back-in-the-day band, but formed relatively recently in 2011 in Dublin. Embracing the scrappy energy of first-wave punk rock, as well as the hooky melodies of 70s power pop. The band consists of Eni Kinrick, Sean Goucher, Kian Nugent and... Connor Lumsden. Currently, the band have a self-titled album and an EP, another side of number ones, for us to purchase, which I did, from the manned merch table just before they hit the stage. Fun and having a laugh is how I would describe the band life, with each member at some stage taking on lead vocal duties. Drummer Connor tackled the Jags, I've Got Your Number, written on the back of my hand, the lyrics to which he only half knew. It was brilliant as was uh, inviting a member from the audience to sing the next song, only for Connor, who is obviously the joker in the pack, to tell her that it was roundabout by yes. It wasn't. It was the buzzcocks ever falling in love with someone you should have. But the look on her face. A fantastic end to a fantastic day that had me wishing that I was able to go the next day. From another side of the number ones, this is Lie to Me.
because I couldn't make Sunday's gig, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to play choice cuts from the bands that I miss. As I've already mentioned, Speedways, I'm going to play something from their Just Another Regular Summer LP in the shape and form of That'll Be The Day, The Earth Stood Still, Open Brackets, Drink The Pain Away, Close Brackets. believe the next Speedways gig is on the 11th of October at the Shackwell Arms along with Violent Hearts and Small Town Tigers. Following on from the Speedways were Lucy and the Rats who like the Speedways are no strangers to the Paranoid School Rock Show. Coincidentally the day after the Speedways gig Lucy and the Rats are playing the Finsbury supporting Mickabomb. For your consideration this is so simple. <laughs> Thank you. 
like the day before, there were two bands that I hadn't heard of before on Sunday. First was Music City. Turns out that it's Connor Lumsden from the number ones, who is Music City, and proves how talented he is by playing every instrument on the band's current one and only single, Pretty Things, backed with Do I? I obviously assume for this foray that he is backed by a full-on band, who I can find nothing about, as Music City's Facebook page gives nothing away.
second band that I hadn't heard of on Sunday's lineup were North London's The Pencils, who, like the Fast Cars the day before, were a back in the day band, with this gig their first in 35 years. Also, like the Fast Cars, the band had put out a two CD set of thought to be previously unreleased material, imaginatively titled called The Pencils Anthology. Finishing things off this week are indeed the pencils and can't hide love. But before I play it, I have a question for you. How is power pop spelled? Is it one word? Two words? Or to really confuse things, thanks Dave, is it hyphenated? Until next week, take it easy. She can't.